The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Theories about what UFOs are and where they come from seem to multiply as a federal deadline to release classified documents grows closer. A man believes that he was abducted by blue bird aliens, but only him. If you were abducted by them, he'll see you in court. And then we travel to Chile to take a look at the story of two friends hanging out in their car late one night. They think they're just going to have a fun conversation. Instead, they come face to face with an interdimensional hobo. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys had an awesome weekend. First off, let's give a shout out to our newest Patreon supporter riding into Dead Rabbit Command right now on the back of a giant tarantula. It's space vomit. Every round of applause, it's this pile of vomit floating in zero gravity, but I wanted to add the tarantula in there. Tarantula's walking in. Space vomit, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, or if you aren't regurgitated food in the middle of the darkest void, that's fine too. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. Someone scooped space vomit into that bucket. I'm going to toss the keys into the bucket. <laughs> Pour the bucket in the Jason Jalopy. We are leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to the Pentagon. <laughs> space vomit is somehow driving this vehicle. I did, a, I did a story on this a while back that the U.S. government had 120 days to reveal what they knew about UFOs. Or unidentified aerial phenomenon is what the government usually refers to this stuff as. UFO is a pop culture term. Because UFO makes you think like space aliens. And so that deadline's coming up. It's coming up, I believe, in June next month. And the problem is, is because those two terms get conflated a lot, when Barack Obama's on the James Corden show and he goes, yeah, there, there is stuff that our pilots have seen that we can't make heads or tails of, unidentified aerial phenomenon, that went around the world super fast saying Barack Obama confirmed the existence of UFOs. And when you think UFOs, you think little green men. He didn't do that. He didn't do that at all. He said that there's stuff out there that we just can't identify. It's the same. At the end of the day, it's the same thing. But one makes you think X-Files and one makes you think anything from a weather balloon, to an advanced drone, to alien craft. It could be any of those things. A UFO, in your mind, you automatically think aliens, because it's been connected so long. Now, what's going to happen in June? We, we Nothing, right? They're not going to actually reveal any information that's going to lead to the existence of aliens. We're, they're not going to do that. Even if even if there's a guy at the FBI who has a big book of like his favorite aliens and they autographed it and he looks at the calendar and he's like, oh, I got to reveal your guys' identities. They're not going to reveal this stuff. It's going to be some smoke and mirrors thing or they'll be like, what deadline? What deadline is they hold a gun to everyone's head at the same time in the world? But there's a scarier version of this. And I actually was having dinner last night with some friends. 
And one of them is a was was an ex Air Force fighter pilot, and now he works in the private sector. Now he flies jets for supervillains. He takes out Invincible and the Team Team. No, now he he does design and stuff like that. And I, I asked him about this stuff. Generally, Air Force pilots nowadays, or pilots in general, love to talk about this stuff. Back in the day, you'd get laughed out. You'd get laughed out if you mentioned it. But nowadays, it's just a different thing. And he goes, we don't know what they are. We don't know what they are. Which is the, pretty much the answer you hear. But here's the, here is the thing. They will never reveal aliens exist in June. That's not going to happen. What if they come forward in June and they go, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Call them UFOs. Call them what you want. Since 1949, we've been seeing these things over the skies of America, over the skies of the world. We don't know what they were. We have some suspicions. 90% of them were false. 90% of them were fake. And the other 10%, we can now clearly say that they was Chinese technology. The Chinese government has technology, and they've had it since 1949, that outstrips anything that any other power is. How would that make you feel? I'm assuming you're not a Chinese resident. If you're a Chinese resident, that would make you feel great. How would that make you feel, no matter what country you live in, if 10% of all these UFO stories was Chinese technology, a rival country's technology. That answer is more logical than a space... I believe in aliens, and I've talked about this several times on my show, but a space race from 10 million light years away, or even just 10 million miles away, coming back and forth to Earth. How would you feel about that if in June they go, okay, we'll admit it, China has more advanced technology than we have, and we've covered it up because we thought it would make you panic. Don't Don't panic! So when we look for these answers, remember, I think this is really interesting. There's a chance that we're going to find an answer that not only isn't the romantic answer that we wanted, but kind of kind of sucks, right? It's one thing to think that the great aliens have more advanced technology than we do because we really don't know their motives. So we really don't we know like they want to like have no nukes and be all hippie and stuff like that. It, sure they cut a couple buttholes out of cows and a few humans, but other than other than that, we don't really know what they want. <laughs> I'm anti-butthole cutting, for one. I'm against that. But versus we know what the Chinese government wants. We'd be like, well, uh, I guess they have this advanced capability. So it's an interesting thing to look at. And I also wanted to share this, too. I got this from the Patreon Discord. Mr. C posted this. It's fairly short. I'll put it in the show notes. But... It just goes to show like how many interesting theories we can have about UFOs that are outside of the normal abduction experience that we're used to. Because we cover mostly abduction experiences on this show versus UFO sightings. And I think we lose sight that UFO sightings are far, far, far more numerous than the stories we cover of people are getting beamed aboard and getting their buttholes cut out. Like, I love those stories because they are anomalies. I cover them all the time because they are anomalies. But most of the time, it's just someone going, Martha, look! And there's like a little doo-doo-doo-doo in the sky. And then maybe occasionally some dude's getting abducted and there's a talking bear and things like that. And that is amazing. That is, the Chinese are not responsible for the talking bear stories. But... All of that other technology, like a good chunk of that, could actually be Earthbound. But but I thought this was really cool. Mr. C put this on the Patreon Discord, and I thought it was cool. And it's basically another idea of what UFOs or UAPs could be. And this was posted originally by Lurker1125. And it's, what if UFOs, and this would make so much sense. I've heard this theory even put forward by scientists, not on anonymous Reddit boards or wherever this came from. I think it's Reddit. 
it would be the easiest thing for is the easiest thing for an alien planet to explore the cosmos would be what we're doing right now. We're sending unmanned vehicles out. So we have Voyager that's left the solar system. We have little rovers walking around on Mars. They're not they're not even cool enough to walk around. They roll around. And so we, or one of them's a helicopter now. They're, they're slowly evolving, but the point is, is that it would make far more sense for an alien species to instead of putting a bunch of aliens on a ship and flying it across the void, because modern science says you just can't do that. To make drones to fly out across the cosmos, and this theory is basically like all of these vehicles that we see, there is no pilot, there is no alien on board, it is just a drone, and you're like, well, that's fine too, right? Because you can wave to the drone and be like, we're here, we're here, and the message is being sent back to an alien planet. But the alien planet that sent those drones out, they could have been long dead. What we're seeing in the sky could be ghosts of an old civilization. They're programmed not to make contact with us. They're just here to observe and report. And they zip around, we can never catch them, they're gone, they go underwater, they disappear. And that's it. And we think, oh, maybe we will have contact with these things someday. But the masters who built those things have been dead tens of thousands of years. And we're basically a cargo cult. Like the tribes on the islands that when they would see airplanes passing overhead, they're like, tell us your secrets. We have whole swaths of humanity looking up at these things going, how are you going to save us? And it's just empty vessels reporting back to dead planets. So if that doesn't cheer you up, I mean, I, I just think it's an intro. We have so many theories about these things. It's my personal theory. Put our conspiracy caps on and then I'm taking mine back off because I believe aliens are local. I believe they've either been, I don't believe in ancient aliens, oddly enough, but I believe that aliens have either been on this planet for 100,000, 200,000, a million years. There's not enough of them to overthrow us. And they live underground. Not hollow earth, but they live in the cave systems. They live underwater. All these UFOs we see would are local UFOs. They didn't start off here. But they're here now. Whether it was crashed, maybe they were on some sort of mission a long time ago, and then their planet blew up. They're like, dang it! I think it's that, or I think they're interdimensional. Or they're from localized in the solar system. People, I could say there's aliens on Mars, and someone would laugh. They're like, what? That's unscientific. Lights faster than light speed travel. Now that's... The, It'd be far more logical for these things to be from inside the solar system or inside the planet. Because think about this. All of the footage we've had of UFOs in our air. All of the photos. You can dispute a ton of them. But you have eyewitness accounts. Versus we've never... other like Every so often there'll be a glitch and you'll be like, Oh, look at that black cube floating by the sun. There's no photos of motherships in orbit around Earth. There's none. We've never caught images of a ship coming past Pluto headed towards Earth. We have tons of photos and video footage of aliens on Earth. So I think they're localized. I think they either are originally from the solar system or they use the solar system. I don't think I've ever really gone into detail with my views on UFOs. I don't believe they may have come from far, far off in the distance millions of years ago, but I don't think. I don't think the UFO you see now, they zoo, take back off, and then there's like an alien bowing before an alien king. Lord Mlock Mlock, I've recently come from the planet known as Earth. I don't, it's so unscientific, it doesn't make sense. But maybe there, maybe King Block Block is in Mars. 
And he's chilling there. It's his vacation home. He's spent the last 10,000 years there. Lord Block Block, I've just come from the planet. I know what planet you're from. It's right next door. Or aliens are interdimensional. That I've never said that I don't think aliens exist. I just don't believe they're coming from so far away. So that's my theory. I think I've talked about that on the show, bits and pieces here and there. I don't think I've ever laid it out. So they're either interdimensional, they've been here for millions of years, or they've been here for millions of years, but they're not based on Earth. They're from the moon, or they're from Mars. They they are from somewhere else, but they've made bases there. That's that's my theory. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm complaining because Barack Obama didn't back me up. And then we I remember Trump talked about aliens too, and he's like, I don't believe in them. Trump specifically said, I don't believe in aliens. He goes, but our boys, were, they're seeing some weird stuff in the sky. Seeing some weird stuff in the sky. Barack Obama said that he, when he first joined the presidency, when he first joined that club, he asked, are, are, do we have aliens? And he was told a couple days later, it took him a couple days to figure that out. They go, no, there's no aliens. And then he talked about UAP. So they both say the two things are different, which I think is a way we have to think about it. Because it is very, very likely that this technology that is physics-defying and has all this capability to shut off our nuclear bombs and zip across the sky and we can never catch it, it might belong to another government on Earth. And that would be more troubling than it coming from an alien planet. Because we don't know what aliens are up to, but we know how sinister humans can be when they have a technological advantage. Space Vomit, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the handles, form little gross hands to hold onto the hang hair glider. We're going to jump in his bucket of vomit, and he's going to fly us out from the Pentagon all the way to a courthouse in Colorado. And I got to do the sound effect again for the transition. I got most of this information from an article in the Daily Beast by Will Sommer, and it's just... You know what? We've talked about this before. We've talked about this guy in particular before. There's a man known as Corey Good. We talked about him on episode 47. He was in the very first season of Dead Rabbit Radio. He was the one who said that reptilians were snatching kids off streets in the United States, shipping them to Antarctica as slaves. And I also believe he was part of our Mars story as well, because... Kids are being kidnapped there, and I don't know why the reptilians would be like, no, only Antarctica. Why are there a bunch of lizard people in the coldest part of the planet? Anyways, Corey Good, we've talked about him at least once on the show, I believe more than once. Fascinating character, and this, you, you guys are smart. No dummy listens to this show, right? No one who's dummy listens to this show. You guys are smart. We may get hoodwinked from time to time, sure, but we're not dumb. And this story highlights the difference between us and people who subscribe to other podcasts and other streaming services that I will unname right now, but I will name later. But it's a different, it's a different, different group of people I'm calling dummies, not the people I'm about to name. So for legal reasons, just to be polite. So Corey Good is on this streaming service called Gaia. And we've talked about them before, too. I, I, I described it as Oprah-level metaphysics. It's really just like wine moms talking about spirituality. 
this started off as interesting. I looked into this. It started off as an exercise brand, and the guy was like, hmm, I'm making millions of dollars off of these bicycles, but what I really want to do is have people sit down for hours on end and watch conspiracy content. So he started Gaia, and it has a more of a... I shouldn't call it conspiracy content. It has more of a spirituality bent. But over time... I have this theory. Over time, all content bends towards the conspiracy. It just happens. You can have a news network that starts off just the facts. And then over time, it'll start reporting more and more information that backs up the people who run the news agency's beliefs, which tends to become conspiracy theory. And you see it with uh, true crime podcasts have a problem with it as well, even if they're just doing true crime stuff. Eventually, they start to get this warped sense of justice. or It's really weird. It's really weird. You stay long enough in any lane, eventually it'll begin to warp towards conspiracy. Not us. We're already fully in the conspiracy theory lane. It started off as this spirituality movement. Then it starts getting into ancient aliens and more conspiracy content. So Corey Good does this thing where he says that when he was six years old, he was abducted by the blue avians. Ka-ka! And it's exactly what you think it is. It, you're like, Jason, I'm not thinking anything. When I hear those two words put together, I'm thinking maybe like a little blue macaw on Corey Good's shoulder. They're six foot tall bird aliens. They're blue. Also, they're blue. It's not like they're sad all the time. They're not huge fans of Eiffel 65. They're six foot tall blue birds. Fascinating imagery. I'm a huge fan of insectoids because they don't get enough love in UFOlogy. And now we have the avians, the blue avian. He was abducted, and he was taught all these psychic skills and stuff like that, and then he was abducted. <laughs> They're like, see you later! And as the birds are taking him back home, someone else abducts him. He's abducted by the secret space program, and he's part of this thing called 20 and Back, where you do 20 years guaranteed in the secret space program, and then you're sent back home. And then no one's allowed to abduct you from here on out. Secret space program, I've covered that before. It's exactly what it says. The governments of the world have a space program that you don't know about. There you go. And it hovers around the moon, and they have bases on Mars and stuff like that. So, secret space program, blue avians, 20 and back. And so he has this show on Gaia called Cosmic Disclosure. And he has a co-host, and they sit and they talk about, like, oh, dude, you won't believe what happened last week. And what happened to you, Corey? Well, I was walking down the street, and I got abducted by a bunch of blue birds. And then he would tell this other story, and, and it kind of just goes on and on and on. Well, he left the show in 2018. His co-host left earlier, but in 2018, Corey goes like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to use all these back wounds all over him. He's covered in bandages. He's like, if I get abducted by these birds one more time, I'm going to lose it. He quits the show. This is a big rated show for a guy, right? Because it sounds ultra ridiculous. Who doesn't want to sit around and listen to an adult man to say he got kidnapped by birds last week? And there's a new episode every single week. Who doesn't want to watch that? So you can watch this. You can watch the insanity of a man wash over him, because he's just throwing crackers everywhere. He's like, "Take these birds, take the crackers, and not me." Who doesn't want to watch that? There's no like CGI recreation. I've never seen it, but I'm just assuming it's him sitting in a chair, being like, "You won't believe what happened." It would be way better than it cut to an animated version. There's him cowering in a corner. These giant birds are walking towards him. He quit the show. So Gaia goes well. Let's just keep the show going. Cosmic Disclosure. Now the new host is, I want to call him Jason Todd, but he got killed by the Joker with a crowbar. What's his name? It is Jason Rice. 
And so they get Jason Rice to come on the show, and he goes, Welcome to Cosmic Disclosure. I'm the new host, Jason Rice. And wouldn't you know it, wouldn't you know it, trusting audience of Guy, this is 100% true. This is so ridiculous. Okay. Jason Rice takes over this show called Cosmic Disclosure, and he goes, Guys, you won't believe what just happened, but I was also abducted by blue avians, and it happened when I was a kid. And I was abducted by the secret space program. Can you believe that two people who both host this show were abducted <laughs> by the same themes of the show? We were abducted by the same characters of the show. And I also signed a contract called 20 and Back. So I was abducted when I was six. I was on all these adventures with these birds. And here I am to tell you week after week about bird people. So Corey Good is suing Gaia. This is so fascinating to me, and it should be an absolute wake-up call to anyone who believes any of this nonsense. Right? <laughs> I was just talking about aliens hanging out on Mars and King Block Block. This is obviously not a true story. I mean, the lawsuit and everything I just told you is true, but I'm talking about the Blue Avians, because Blue Avians, he trademarked that. Corey Good owns the trademark to Blue Avians, 20 and back, which is dumb. Don't trademark the stupid stuff, Corey. Save your money. And he trademarked Secret Space Program. I cannot trademark. I, Jason Carpenter, cannot trademark United States Air Force. Because it's a real thing that a government owns. And I definitely, I'm pretty, I could, I could trademark Insectoid for like a t-shirt. If I wanted to have like an insectoid t-shirt brand. But I couldn't then prevent anyone else from using the word insectoid. It's a scientific term. A bunch of bugs, a bunch of bug doctors would show up. Is that a thing? They'd become a thing and they'd show up and they'd beat me up with mandibles. He trademarked, before this happened, he trademarked, it was back in 2014. Because he just left the show in 2018. He trademarked the term blue avians the way an author would trademark something. And he's in court right now trying to convince the judge to not let them talk about blue avians. He owned this supposedly real alien race that kidnapped him when he was six years old. They don't have their name trademarked. And you're like, Jason, why would a bird trademark their own name? That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point and an absurd statement. But why would he? Why would he, if it was, if it was, I would have never thought, if I ran into a gnome named Blork, I would have never, and we went on this magical adventure, and I planned on telling you the story, I would have never thought in a million years, well, I better trademark Blork's name, because he's real. I've never trademarked any, any, I've, I've trademarked stuff before, but I've never trademarked, like, my cat's name. Or my best friend's name. Now I'm actually having really good ideas. I should start trademarking those names and charging my best friend to hang out with me. He trademarked the name Blue Avian, and he's saying, Gaia, you can't use this stuff. I made it up. I mean, I experienced it first, and I trademarked it, and you can't talk about this stuff. Now, Gaia goes, but it's real, Corey, right? Like, Blue Avians are real, and you can't trademark real stuff. And right now there's a trademark attorney typing a comment out on YouTube. You know what I mean. You can trademark Blue Avian as a brand of drink. But if there's this real adventure, you can't trademark the adventure because it's real. So he's suing Gaia, and he goes, you guys can't use this. This is trademark stuff. He can't come forward and say, you guys can't use this. I made it up. 
This is my story. I made it up. Guy is like, you can't stop us because this man was also abducted when he was six years old by the Blue Avians. So Corey Good can either come forward and say, you're right, I made it all up and it was really fun and he is nudging the audience and he goes, but you guys had a good time listening to the story, right? He could do that. And he goes, but Gaia can't report on this anymore because I made it up. Or he could try to argue in court, your honor, I was abducted when I was six years old by a species of bluebirds. He wasn't. And that guy would be like, no, I remember seeing you in the elevator. Or he can do this. He says that God, this is absolutely mind-bogglingly bad legal decision. This is his argument. Not that the Blue Avian thing is fake. Corey Good is arguing that Gaia is run by Satan worshippers. That's not a legal defense. That was a legal defense. You could shut down a ton of people. He says they're run by Satan worshippers. That's his argument in court. And his co-host that I mentioned earlier was David Wilcock, who's another big name in UFOlogy. The reason why he left Cosmic Disclosure was because he believed, back in 2016, that Gaia was run by Satan worshippers, by Luciferians. That's the term they're using specifically. And Gaia asked Cosmic Disclosure to do a promo for another show called like Ancient Civilizations, and David Wilcock Apparently, this I'm getting all this information. If anyone's going to sue me, I'm getting all this information from that Daily Beast article. Will Summer can be my co-defendant in court. David Wilcock supposedly said, I'm not doing a promo read for Ancient Civilization. That show is run by Luciferians. And everyone hates Luciferians. And if I do a promo read for that, they're going to come after me. Not the Luciferians. The people who hate Luciferians are going to come after David Wilcock. So he left the show. Because they wanted him to do like a tie-in for some other show on the network he's on. He was very, very clear on that back in 2016. So, I hate to break this to you, Corey. If, if Luciferians are running Gaia, you knew it back in 2016. When your co-host left for that reason. So, if you continue to work with Luciferians for two more years, that's on you, dude. Right? That's on you. That's not going to work in a court of law. I just imagine this poor judge being like, ah, what's next? And I walk in with this little dwarf. We're co-defendants as well. Gaia is countersuing Corey Good. Gaia is countersuing Corey Good for defamation, right? Because he's calling him a bunch of insane worshippers. He's calling them insane worshippers. They're suing him for defamation. Oh, and Corey Good also had this weird anecdote. He goes, one of the reasons why he quit, because one of the senior officials of Gaia, one of the senior officials of the spirituality network, quasi-conspiracy network, one day Corey Good is sitting there, he's, he's eating some chicken. He's like, I hate the Blue Avians so much, I eat their kind on Earth. Arr. He is sitting in the break room where he's walking around the Gaia offices and one of the head, one of the main leaders, one of the senior executives of Gaia is walking through the office as well. He goes, Corey, good! I, the thing is, let me pause this story for a second. The story I'm about to tell you took place on Earth and it is as ridiculous as any of his space-based stories. He's, this is part of his legal reasons of why he quit the show. Corey Good's hanging out at the offices of Gaia one day. And a senior executive walks into whatever room he's in and goes, Corey Good, and pulls out a gun. Because when, when you think of the executives of Gaia, right, 
of this meditation network. You imagine they're all armed in the offices, right? You imagine they are always walking around with AKs. He pulls out a gun and points it at Corey and says, You have one week to record 26 episodes of content. You got it? You got it, Corey good? You want to be Corey bad? <laughs> Corey's like, that doesn't make sense. Guy goes, I have the gun. I make the puns. That one actually does sound pretty good. You going to make 26 episodes in one week? And Corey's like, I'll do it. I'll do it, man. Just back off. He's praying he gets abducted right now. He's like, please, bluebirds, take me away. And the executive storms off. He's looking for the intern to get his coffee, putting guns to people's heads. So Corey Good says that's one of the reasons why he quit. A guy in the office, a senior executive pulled a gun on him and said, make 26 episodes in a week. And he's like, how am I supposed to make up that much stuff in a week, man? I got a narrative to build. It's not like any of this is based on any sort of real stuff. Dude, if someone put a gun to my head, well, first off, that would be a bad, that would be bad for that dude because I'm a ninja. But let's say that that day I'm just kind of sleepy. I just ate a bunch of turkey and a guy puts a gun to my head. I'm like, oh, what do you want? Instead, make 26 episodes in a week. I'd be like, okay, like I pretty much do that anyways. I can do that. So, Corey, good. You got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Next time someone puts a gun to your head, just do what they say. You can do 26 episodes in a week. So that is this lawsuit going on. Absolutely fascinating stuff. So to fans of Corey Good, this should be a wake-up call, right? I guess I can't say he's 100% making it up. There could be a portion of it being true. But the fact that he is arguing... That this he's the only guy who was abducted to join part of the space program. Just one six-year-old boy. Obviously, they're abducting other people or other people are just joining. And he's saying he was the only one who was part of this avian soul group, this blue avian soul group or whatever. It should make you consider whether or not he's telling the truth. It really, really, really should make you... There's not, there's not a single listener of this podcast who listens to that show. But if on the off chance you are, and this is all news to you, it should really make you reconsider him. It should really make you go, Meh. it is kind of weird that he's claiming all of this stuff, but it only happened to him. It can't happen to anyone else. No one else can take over a show. And at the same time, it should make you give a side eye to Gaia, because Gaia obviously either knows that this is all fabricated and they go, this is a top-rated show, so let's get, let's get someone else in to fabricate it. Or they got hoodwinked again. That some other guy saw that this guy was leaving and goes, guys, you won't believe it. Just the other day, I also got abducted by Blue Avians. And guy's like, that's perfect. We have the perfect job for you. This show's up. So either, either everyone is goofing on everyone else. That's a legal term, by the way, goofing. Your Honor, he's goofing on me. That's a legal term. So it's either that, either goofing on goofs, or people are getting fooled, which is not any better, right? You don't want the people you get your spirituality and yoga advice to be easily gullible. Otherwise, you're going to, like, do the yoga wrong, and your soul is going to get tormented. And then it just, you have to extrapolate it out, obviously, is that this Corey Good is not an isolated event. There's not just one person spinning these stories. He's the only person that I know of, though, that was savvy enough to trademark it. And again, that makes it look suspicious. No one went and fought in Vietnam and had these crazy stories, like these crazy adventures in Vietnam, and then came back and trademarked the village that they were in, or trademarked the country Vietnam. It just doesn't happen. So is Corey Good just ahead of the curve? 
and he's able to trademark this stuff and he's savvy about it? Or is this leaning towards the fact that it's fabricated? It will be interesting to see where this court trial goes. I'll try to keep you updated. I just, w- I just wish for the first time in my life, I wish I lived in Colorado. I, this would, I would quit my job and just hang out of the courthouse all day long. Just to watch the judge slowly descend into insanity. And then after the trial, he's like, bye. Because that's what the judges do right after the trial. They wave. Like, see you guys later. And then he walks into the judge's quarters. And that's where I'm living. Because I lost my place. Because I quit my job. I'm hiding under his desk. And the judge walks in. And I can just see his feet. And he's like, oh, finally. It's time to get out of this. And he drops his black robe to the ground. And I'm like, "Uh, where's this going? And I'm just seeing his feet. And then he takes his shoes off. And I'm expecting to see, like, bird feet. That's, that would kind of make sense, right? No, it's just human feet. And I'm like disappointed. And I'm looking at these 10 human toes. I'm like, oh man. But then the 10 toes begin to wiggle. And they're like shaking and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, my muscle spasms. And I'm like, dang it, I thought like bird talons are going to pop out. And then he starts like straight, he starts doing yoga because he's watching all that Gaia video during the trial and he's doing yoga. And I'm like, what? How long is this going to take? And then I hear the sound of like skin tearing, like flesh ripping. I know what that sounds like. I don't even have to see it. I'm like, that's obviously a man's skin being ripped from his bones. I hear this. And I am like curious now, like, is he turning into a bird? That's the whole gimmick here. That I think he's a bird, but I'm under the desk and he's really just opening a bag of flaming hot Cheetos. And I'm like, dang it. And he's like, oh, 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 eating them. And then I remember something. Flaming hot Cheetos are disgusting. And I realized that no human in their right mind would ever, ever buy a bag of flaming hot Cheetos to eat by themselves. And then buy it as a prank to pull on one of their friends who can't read, who's illiterate and doesn't know what the bag looks like. And I go, a human tongue would have obviously been burnt by now. And then I notice that he doesn't sound like a human eating flaming hot Cheetos. It sounds like a beak going. And then that's enough. That's enough evidence for me. I start sneaking out and I turn around and there, sitting at the judge's booth or bench or whatever it is, the desk, the desk I was hiding under, I forgot what it's called. There's a big blue avian bird and his beak is all covered in Cheeto dust. Yes, we were in the episode. I'm not going to be able to get to the two-dimensional hobo, this one. But there's a, like, Jason, tell us, tell us that story. We talked about this stupid bird, this dumb bird thing that's Caught off for five minutes. You could have told me something about a two-dimensional hobo. What? What are you doing, dude? Anyways, there's this bird, <laughs> flaming hot cheetos, and his hands are now giant feathers. It's a full-on bird, and he goes, "I would love to abduct you, young man. I would love to abduct you and take you to space <laughs> and raise you as my own." Like you were an egg born from my wife's vagina. I wish I could do that. But unfortunately, I can't because that has been trademarked. And he, he drops the Cheetos and he turns around and he faces the window looking outside. <laughs> Everyone in town now sees that their judge is a giant blue bird. The whole, the whole city is aghast. He's like, no, because now that Corey Good has made it illegal for us to even abduct children. <laughs> Can you believe that? We're no longer allowed to abduct people. Because if we abduct people... Now we will be dragged in front of trademark court. You see, Corey Good thinks that he's just shutting down Gaia Television. But in fact, he's shutting down 
communication between two species. Blue avians, we truly do exist. But we can never, ever show up on Earth. We can never help you into the cosmic brotherhood. Because one man, one man filed one lawsuit and won, he has shut down cosmic communication for all time. He looks us dead in the eye and he goes, because of human greed, Earth will have no friends in the galaxy. Goodbye, Space Brothers, or I should say, Space Orphans. Flies out the window. Space Vomit, call in that Carpenter Copter. We're not going to be able to see the two-dimensional hobo this episode, but I just want to make sure you ride in that Carpenter Copter. Bring it on down. We're going to take it back to Dead Rabbit Command. It's a solemn journey. We're all sad. Corey Good, before you finish this lawsuit, think about that. You want to be an advocate of cosmic disclosure, but this may cause us to fall into an eternity of cosmic silence. And I'll talk about I'll talk about two-dimensional hobos on tomorrow's episode. Deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.